Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today, I want to talk about the word blame. B-L-A-M-E. I want to start with a quote from Epictetus, The Art of Living. He says, quote, an ignorant person is inclined to blame others for his own misfortune. To blame oneself is proof of progress. But the wise man never has to blame another or himself, end quote. I bring this up because blame keeps us in pain. That's right. Blame keeps us in pain. And it seems natural to blame others or even blame ourselves, right, for things that have went south, for the wrongdoings, for failure in our lives, the you know, things not working out. It just seems natural because when even when you read the news, people are blaming politicians for things not working out they, the way that they wanted. Um, I was watching the Eagles game. And they're trying to figure out who's the blame for the the uh, play calling during that game. When you read about disasters, they're like food on the stove to blame for Peoria apartment fire. We we always try to whittle blame down to this one thing. And and going back, when we stay in blame, it keeps us in pain to say that you did it, to say that I did it. And we know that with suicide prevention and uh, the things that can lead to suicide, contributing factors to suicide, pain is part of it, pain or pressure. And so I want to talk about how we can alleviate that, that pain from blame and, and also why. Why is it so important for us to get rid of um, that, that blaming of ourselves, that blaming of other people, um, it can really be a destructive force leading to feelings of shame, low self-esteem, even depression. It's so important for us to recognize that mistakes and setbacks are part of being human. Constantly blaming ourselves prevents growth and self-compassion. And on the flip side, when we blame others, it can create a toxic environment, eroding trust and communication. It, it, it fosters this kind of defensiveness and can escalate conflicts. When we're constantly in a state of, you did this, you did that, why did you do this, uh, you're the blame, you know, uh, it, it, it robs us of the opportunity to foster understanding and empathy. I want to read you something from War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. And this is another reason why I thought that talking about blame was so crucial. Because essentially, when we are blaming someone else or blaming ourselves, we are saying they are the cause of the hurt. They are the cause of the wrongdoing, right? And on page 606, volume 3 in War and Peace, I quote, When an apple ripens and falls, what makes it fall? Is it that it is attracted to the ground? Is it that the stem withers? 
Is it that the sun has dried it up, that it has grown heavier, that the wind shakes, that the boy standing underneath wants to eat it? No one thing is the cause. All this is only the coincidence of conditions under which every organic, elemental event of life is accomplished. And the botanist who finds that apple, that the apple falls because the cellular tissue degenerates and so on, will be as right and as wrong as the child who stands underneath and says that the apple fell because he wanted to eat it and prayed for it. Their every action, which to them seems willed by themselves, in the historical sense is not willed, but happens in connection with the whole course of history and has been destined from before all ages. End quote. And, and I, I skipped around uh, a bit, so at the, at the end it, it sounded uh, a bit disjointed. But the point is, is that there's so many contributing factors to why something is successful and also for why something fails. And it all has to, to do with everything that came before it. You know, it doesn't, and I don't want this to absolve us of responsibility for our lives. We're definitely responsible for our lives and how we respond to conditions. Um, but when we blame other people or we blame ourselves, it keeps us stuck. It keeps us from taking responsibility and ownership. If, i give you an example, um, you know, if a, if a car crashes into your home, right, it, it wasn't your fault. We could say that was, we, we could we could potentially blame the car, the driver, and say, you guys drove into my house. However, it, it's my responsibility to restore, repair, or sell my house. I can't wait for that person to decide that they're going to fix the house. Maybe they can't, maybe they have no money or maybe they don't care. Maybe they crash a car into the house, they get out the car and then they run away and never to be heard from again. It's my responsibility. If I stay in the blame of that person drove through my house, that person destroyed it, so that person should fix it, then the house maybe never gets fixed. And then I stay in the pain of the blame, right? There's a, uh, a, a book, or not a book, but there's a movie called The Way. And it's about, it's a, it's a true story, I believe. It's an older movie with Emilio Westevez, and he's a father. His son dies, and he's in so much pain. And, and uh, of course, he's, he's blaming, you know, this and that and them, and he's also blaming himself. And once again, that blame kept him in pain. Then one day he wakes up and he realizes that his son had a mission in his life. And his mission was to walk this, this long path, this long journey. It was like a pilgrimage. And so as a way of honoring his son, he decides to do the, or complete the pilgrimage himself. And that was his way of getting out the, the, the pain getting out the blame, 
and finding a way to honor his son, finding a way to be aware that there's another way of responding to the hurt, to the pain, to the anguish, instead of blaming himself or blaming others. There is a way for him to move forward. Um, it, you know, on the, And then on the other hand, the reason why we want to get out of the, the blame is that sometimes when we have perceived failures in our life, when things don't go the way we want them to, we're not, maybe we're not the success that we thought we'd be. Maybe our lives didn't turn out how we thought it would be. We thought we'd be the person um, in the spotlight, on the stage, um, at the top, right? And so, you know, we're blaming others for us not getting there. And then it, it denies us the opportunities that we have around us. I was watching a concert with Pink. She's a she's a big music star, and she's performing in the O2 Arena, sold out. It's a beautiful performance. So many of us want to be Pink, the one on stage, the one in the limelight. You know, it's kind of like while we scroll through social media, sometimes we we end up um, comparing ourselves to the successes of other people. And then, you know, we blame ourselves. We blame our parents. You know, if my parents had, you know, driven me to practice, if my parents had, um, you know, weren't drinking or weren't abusive, then, then I could be that person and I can be in that place. And we recognize and then we fail to recognize the place that we are in. And we fail to recognize the, the impact that we have because of our position. Pink performing in the O2 Arena, which I think holds maybe forty or 50,000 people, may, maybe just 20,000, I don't know, but it's massive. It would be weird if it was just her in that arena on stage performing all her songs, spending all that money, and no one in the audience. What makes her performance in the arena so beautiful, so powerful, so memorable is the fact that people like you were there. And not that, you know, you specifically were in the audience. But what I'm saying is so many of us uh, um, are, are so upset or are in so much pain that we're not the one on stage that we forget that we can be a part of the experience. That's really what we want. We want to have this shared experience with other people. So whether you're on stage or whether you're in the fans or you're up in the nosebleeds or even if you're the security there or the janitor, the person who comes up and, and cleans up, we're all a part of the experience. There, there's, there's nothing... Um, it can be nothing more beautiful than a, a father and son that's at a baseball game on the day where a record is broken, right? They didn't break the record, but just being there, just being a part of it is a beautiful thing. And I bring that up to say that be aware and, and be so grateful for the things that you still get to be a part of. 
if a movie sells out or you know breaks box office records and you bought a ticket to that movie you were a part of that box office record like your your name your 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 um your love your devotion your you know that is what we are here for to contribute to the bigger picture um everything is not going to be an individual reward or award we get to be a part of these bigger picture uh, things the going back to the pain and blame you know i've had a number of uber drivers who were doctors in their old country who owned businesses in their own country and because of war conflict the economy um collapsing inflation i know like i think argentina right now is experiencing 150 percent inflation like their dollar is so weak the prices of everything is uh skyrocketed and so they some some of them leave for a better life now they can stay and and blame they could blame the corrupt politicians, the economy, um, the uh, 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 import and export, whatever. There's so many things that they can blame. They could blame their their parents, or um, you know, so many things that they can blame. Or they can say, you know what, this is my life, and I have to figure out how to live this life that I was given. Uh, in a way where I'm not destroying myself and I'm not destroying others in the process. I'm finding a way with what I've been given. And it's so interesting because um, the uh, subtitle of that, that movie, The Way, is you don't choose a life, you live one. And it's true. You know, I didn't choose the life that I'm living. Yes, I've I made decisions. You know, I made decisions to be with Michelle. I made decisions to start this podcast. I made those decisions, but I didn't really choose this life. I didn't choose to be born where I was born. I didn't choose my parents. I didn't choose my height or my skin tone or, you know, I, I didn't choose this very white voice that I have. There's so many things I didn't choose but I'm, I'm living it. I'm doing my best with what I've been given. I definitely would have, sh- uh, you know, chosen a, a little bit of a longer torso if I, could. <laughs> if I could choose just a little bit. If I could just throw a, like an inch on my torso, that would be awesome. But you know, if I if we, if I stay in blame, then. I miss out on opportunities for growth. I miss out on opportunities to help other people, to assist other people, to teach other people what I've learned. There's a book called 365 Tao, Daily Meditations. And in it, he says, quote, if you meet someone else who needs that spark and you are in the position to give it, then do so. Don't be selfish. There are so many people out there who want guidance and who cannot get it. 
if you can make a difference for at least one person, then you have tremendous merit indeed, end quote. That last part, you have tremendous merit indeed. So sometimes we are going through a thing. Sometimes we go through a failure. We go through an abuse, a divorce, a job loss, an injury, so that we can teach others the path not to go down or how to respond when life gets real lifey. I have a friend who, um, and I shared this before, while he was driving, started to lose his vision. And it was because of diabetes. His story, because he went through what he went through, has encouraged me to take better care of myself. There's so many people in my family who have struggled with diabetes. My dad losing his leg. I watched my uncle slowly die. A guy who was a dentist, a a father, a husband, just slowly give way to the disease of diabetes. And I'm, I'm forever grateful that they went through those experiences and I got to witness that um, because it taught me the importance of taking care of myself and taking care of my body and, and recognizing that just because uh, you know a person has degrees and is wildly successful as my father and uncle was, it, it doesn't make them immune to uh, lifestyle factors, i.e., you know, um, it doesn't mean that I, I, can, I can just eat however I want to eat and live however I want to live. I have to figure out how to not just take care of my finances and my business, but also have to be able to take care of my mind and my body and my spirit. So if we stay in blame, we stay in the pain. And we can move forward through acceptance, practicing forgiveness, fostering open communication, you know, just, and that that whole practicing forgiveness doesn't mean that um, I, I just say it's okay for you to do what you did. That's not what practicing forgiveness means. Practicing forgiveness means that I recognize that you're a whole person I'm in a, I'm a whole person and that we are more than the mistakes that we've made. We are more than our faults, right? And and so when we practice forgiving someone else, we're saying, "Hey, I forgive that part of you that may have contributed to this to this pain that I'm feeling and to the blame that I'm dishing out." so that I can move on. I have to, I have to for, forgive that part of you so that I can, and I have to forgive that part of me that maybe let it go on for too long, that, 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 that was um, avoiding it or passive in my response. I have to forgive that part of myself and, and recognize that that is not the entirety of who I am. That, is not the, the, that does not define who I am as a person. Right. And then fostering open communication is so key because then we recognize we're not the only ones going through this. And we can find other people who have 
had a similar experience and discover how they're moving forward and realizing that regardless of, of what our past is or, or, the, or what we've done or what we're blaming ourselves for, we are still lovable. We're still a person of merit as that book shared. And I, I want to leave you with that. I want to leave you with the idea that regardless of what you've done, what you're blaming yourself for, you're still a person of merit. You're still worthy. You're still lovable. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other uh, 800 numbers listed in all the show notes. You can chat, talk, text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.